1: title sponsor of today's podcast is Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON and save $10 on your next order. A lot to get to on a Wednesday edition of the podcast today. We'll talk about Matt Bushman, the latest on his injury. He's officially been ruled out by BYU for the 2020 season. We'll let you hear from some of the coaches and players who know him best about what he means to the BYU football program. We also need to get to the impact of what Elia and Enoka Miguel can bring to the BYU football program. As both revealed, the twins from Mecula California revealing yesterday on social media they have verbally committed to the BYU football program we'll talk about the impact of that and i as well catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news so a lot to get to on a Wednesday edition of the show all right with that rundown out of the way let's get to it here this is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 2nd 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thanks again for downloading your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here on Locked On Cougars. If you're new to the show, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day, as well as passing along insider tidbits that you will not find anywhere else. So a big thank you once again for downloading this show. A lot to get to on a Wednesday, but let's start off. The official word out of BYU is that Matt Bushman has suffered a season-ending injury and will not play in the upcoming 2020 football season. Obviously, BYU does not disclose the nature of injuries, but talking with multiple sources around Matt Bushman with direct knowledge of what happened, he has suffered a ruptured Achilles tendon, and that is just a brutal, brutal blow. We talked a little bit about this yesterday on the podcast. You feel for the man because it is just absolutely the wrong time to have an injury like that, especially when you had an opportunity to go to the NFL earlier on in the spring and you decided to come back, trying, trying to boost your draft stock and then have something like this happen is just a critical, critical blow. I wrote about this and uh, just kind of a heads up for you guys. I am writing a newsletter now on Substack. It's called Cougs Daily. Uh, Some of you who are the longest of long-term listeners to this podcast, remember I had a short run before Locked On Cougars started up with a podcast called Cougs Daily. It was kind of my idea to start a daily podcast covering BYU and morphed into what i'm doing here with locked on cougars over two years later but if you guys remember that, I had that Twitter handle for a while and I'm rebooting it. It's going to be a newsletter. Not necessarily going to be a daily newsletter. I'll try to get new, daily content out to you guys. It's emailed directly to your uh, email inbox. It's right there for you guys. And if you guys don't mind, make sure you subscribe to it. That way you can kind of get more of my thoughts on BYU sports just in written form versus verbal form. So a big thank you for your support in that in advance. But I wrote about Matt Bushman for my debut post there on Cougs Daily newsletter. And I talked about the fact that this is just something that is going to leave a massive hole in BYU's offensive production. Matt Bushman has been BYU's leading receiver in both receptions and yards. And I think last year he may have been outdone on yardage just by a tad bit, but for all intents and purposes, he's been BYU's best and most reliable receiving threat for the three years he's been playing for BYU. You expected that to come back this year and really be a big part of the BYU offense and all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. So, BYU now has to figure things out. As we mentioned yesterday on the podcast, Isaac Rex kind of steps into that starting role. Carter Weed is a guy that they'll rely on at tight end as well for BYU. And a surprise guy to keep an eye on is Lane Lunt. Uh, Lane is a junior college transfer, played for two different junior colleges in Arizona as well as Kansas before coming to BYU as a transfer during the offseason. season. He's actually turned out to be quite the reliable threat for BYU at tight end. So he probably figures to take on a little more of an increased role in reserve role behind both Rex and Wheat. But the depth at tight end is there for BYU. It's very unproven to be clear, but there is an opportunity, I think, for all three of those young men to really show what they can do. The wide receiving core for BYU is going to have to step up here. Guys like Dax Milne, Gunnar Romney, uh, Neil Poutwou, now that he's back from his year-long suspension, they need to step up and help fill the void of what Matt Bushman leaves in the wake of his injury. So it is going to be urgent and critical that BYU figures out some answers. I guarantee that the coaching staff has been working feverishly to now kind of retool game plans in the aftermath of losing Matt Bushman and it's not an ideal time to do that obviously the week leading up to your season opener but I have faith that both Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick will have something in place and it will make for an interesting opener against the Naval Academy to see what BYU looks like on offense without a Matt Bushman on the field. So Some interesting thoughts there, but I wanted to let you guys hear the thoughts of some of the coaches and players who know Matt Bushman as well as anybody. We'll start off with Troy Warner, a guy who's been playing at BYU just as long as Matt Bushman, has suffered a significant injury in his own right, a Liz Frank injury in his foot that threatened his career at one point. Well, he talked about what the impact of Matt Bushman's injury was and what Matt Bushman means to the BYU football program. Honestly, it's a... It's an emotional topic, um, you know. Matt Bushman is one of the greatest guys that I've ever met, uh, one of the greatest players that I've ever played with, and uh, for him to, you know, go through what he's going through, um, I kind of feel him in a sense uh, because I've had a, a major injury. Um, but for him to be a senior and for him to be going through this right now, it's tough. And uh, you know, a lot of a lot of us seniors and a lot of us players we're just trying to do anything and everything we can to, uh, to be there for him during this time. And uh, you know, he's in our prayers and, and uh, yeah, he's, he's huge
0: for, he's huge to this family and I know that he'll contribute uh, any way that he can this year.
1: So there you go, Troy Warner. And you can hear the emotion in his voice. Matt Bushman is a guy that BYU players, coaches, and fans alike all love. He is a beloved figure of the BYU football program and it's just devastating to think about the injury, the impact of it, and you hope nothing but the best for Matt Bushman. As I mentioned in my Cougs Daily Newsletter, Matt Bushman did take out a what they call a value, a loss of value policy, an insurance policy on himself, essentially, to cover himself in case of a catastrophic injury. Well, a Achilles tendon rupture tends to fall under the purview of those policies, and he should get a payout from that. It probably won't equal what he would get potentially as a mid-round draft pick in the NFL draft but it is some compensation to cover him and I had sources reveal that to me and I broke that down in the Cougs Daily Newsletter as I mentioned and additionally he for all intents and purposes Matt Bushman's career as a BYU Cougar has done folks. He is going to have surgery obviously to repair the tendon and then he's going to begin rehabilitation. It usually takes four to six months before you can fully return to training and that doesn't mean you can play games after four to six months. It means you can return to training for football after four to six months and then it's an undetermined time before you're cleared after that to get back on the field and really begin workouts in a football sense of things. So this is going to be a longer term deal for Matt Bushman and I wish him nothing but the best. Talking with some people that know more about the NFL draft than I know, they believe it's probably a one to two round loss of value for Matt Bushman as it stands and obviously that'll all kind of depend on how he comes back from the injury, his medical history when NFL doctors get a chance to look at it. Uh, Hopefully they get a chance to see him in person with the COVID-19 deal this past year. It was hard to get athletes who had injury concerns in front of doctors. So there's a lot to kind of navigate here for Matt Bushman. But for all intents and purposes, he is done as a BYU football player. It sounds like from those closest to him, he is going to be in training for his professional future and his days as a Cougar are done. And it's hard to kind of swallow that because you expected him to come out and really have a monster senior year. But hey, You now have to move on. Zane Anderson, another guy who's been a longtime player for the BYU football program, has also had injury concerns that have curtailed different parts of his career. He also had some thoughts on Matt Bushman's injury and spoke to the media about that yesterday. It really kind of puts a pain in your stomach. Um, you feel for them. You feel for his wife, Emily. You just feel for everyone in the family because you see how hard these guys work. And, um, you know, you go through it. And, and I don't think a lot of people know what it's like to go down for with for the whole season or, or for an injury. And, I, and when you go through it, you feel the pain with them. And so just seeing him down yesterday, you know, it puts a pain in your stomach. And all last night I was thinking about it. And, yeah, it, it makes me sick. And I hate seeing stuff like that, especially with their own guys. There you go, two of BYU senior leaders on defense, the starting safety tandem for the BYU football program both Troy Warner and Zane Anderson. And you heard it right there, they are both devastated for a guy like Matt, but they have the utmost respect for this young man, and I have nothing but the glowing reports to say that, Matt Bushman, I wish you nothing but the best as you begin the rehabilitation process, and here's hoping we see a catch and touchdown passes in the NFL at some point here in the near future. So, we'll see what shakes out for him. We'll have it covered for you as we usually do here on the podcast, but man, what a brutal, brutal loss for the BYU football program. Uh, We'll get to some more positive news here in just a moment, though. BYU adds two new commitments to their 2021 recruiting class, the Miguel brothers from Temecula, California. What can they do when they show up on campus for the Cougars? We'll break that down here in a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at BuiltBar.com, guys. Built Bar has revolutionized the protein bar game, and they've done it again. They just went back and revolutionized their own protein bars. The Built Bars are all brand new. They have 18 flavors now that you can pick from. And I have to tell you guys, Built Bars are my favorite protein bar, bar none. And I pardon the pun there. I love this company. The protein bars taste like a candy bar. And I mean that sincerely. I have never craved a protein bar until I had a Built Bar. And I mean that. And those of you who have kind of joked with me about my weight loss journey recently on social media have said, Hey, what about putting Built Bars into your rotation? I have put them in the rotation and I will continue to have them in the rotation. I love Built Bars. And I would encourage you guys to go to BuiltBar.com, learn more about this great company and what they are offering our listeners. The best part about it is you can save some money on your next order at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON and save yourself that cash and, del- and get the best tasting protein bars delivered directly to your door, guys. They are absolutely phenomenal. I mean this sincerely. They have a pr- flavor profile that will fit what you're looking for and you will be guaranteed to be satisfied with your product. I can tell you that much. So go to builtbar.com once again, use the promo code locked on, order these protein bars and thank us later. That's builtbar.com using the promo code locked on. A proud partner with us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kabotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com.
1: Let's take a moment here and talk some BYU football recruiting, if you don't mind. And BYU obviously is always looking for impact makers and guys who can really come in and just stand out on the football field. And that's not crazy and that's not outlandish every football program around the country is trying to do that there's no doubt about it but BYU added two players that I'm quite intrigued by yesterday, and they go by Elia and Enoka Miguel, and they play at Chaparral High School in Temecula, California. Well, that last name being shared, you're probably wondering okay, they're probably brothers. Well, in fact, they are twins, but they are different types of players, speaking of the Miguel brothers. So let's talk a little bit about both of them for a moment here. Let's start off with Elia. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I believe it's Elia, but it might be Elia. I apologize if I screwed that up, but hey, it's part Hard of podcasting, and I don't have the correct pronunciation on it in front of me, so apologies for that. But let's start off with the and he is an offensive guard prospect, and also could play end up playing defensive line for BYU potentially. It's six foot two, two hundred. Excuse me, six foot two, three hundred and twenty pounds. He's rated an eighty-six uh, composite-rated player, and he is a big-time prospect. He has offers that he reports from the likes of Oregon, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Michigan State, Nebraska. In Washington State. Those are all Power 5 programs, folks, if you weren't aware. And he is going to be a guy that I'm excited to see in a BYU uniform. I watch him on film, and he looks like your classic road grader guard in the run game, but also shows some ability to really be an impact guy at, as a pass r- protector. So uh, I just look at it, and I think this is a very intriguing pickup, uh, speaking of Elias Miguel, And I'm excited to see him when he suits up for BYU. Obviously, uh, he is, both of these players, both brothers, are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, mission plans undefined at this point, based on what I am aware of. But I just look at this, and I think that is a massive pickup to get a guy like Elia Miguel. And the best part about this is, and uh, reading up on this, he's only 16 years old. Think about that. He is 16 years old, 6'2", 320 pounds, and just absolutely moves for a guy of his size extremely well. So I'm excited to see him when he suits up for the Cougars. And then we have Inoka Miguel, his twin brother. A different type of player, speaking of Inoka. 6'5", 230 pounds, and Inoka is a guy who's going to be more of a pass rusher. He is what he's kind of specialized in in high school, and what he does for Chaparral High School is come off the edge. And at 6'5", 230 pounds, That is the prototypical size. You want to see a guy who is a pass rusher. He comes in with a 24-7 composite rating of 84.66, which is a three-star, mid-level three-star prospect, a little bit lower rated than his brother. But he also has had offers like Colorado, Arizona, Oregon State, and Michigan State. uh, Kind of in a thought that, you know what, if we're going to get both of these players, it probably needs to be a package deal. Obviously, other programs like Oregon decided, you know what, we're going to offer a live. We're not offering a NOCA But the fact that Power 5 programs after both of these brothers should indicate to you guys that BYU had two solid pickups when they added to this class. As it stands, based on what I know, BYU now has 10 known verbal commitments for the upcoming 2021 class. I think it's actually a class that's coming together pretty well, all things considered. Uh, This coming season will be another season where BYU is under a scholarship crunch, and Let's be honest. Going forward, scholarship crunch is going to be a relative term for BYU. You're always going to have guys coming home off of LDS missions or missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And they will be taking up scholarships that may otherwise have gone to freshmen. So it's going to be an interesting mix here. How does BYU balance bringing in high-level high school talent while also balancing the fact that they have guys coming home after two years in the mission field that they feel like or have already guaranteed scholarships to? I think BYU said a lot by taking the commitments immediately from both Inoka and Elia Miguel. And I think these are both going to be guys that have a chance to really be impact players for the Cougars. I personally am higher on Elias play. I just I love what he does on the offensive line at only six foot two. He still has some time to grow. Both of them do actually Inoka and Elias both just 16 years old still. There's plenty of room to grow, but at six foot two 320 pounds, you wonder how much taller a guy like Elias might get if he could add on an inch or two. He actually might be a bona fide tackle prospect, which is the way he plays, but I think he ends up probably playing on the interior of the offensive line for BYU but i do think once he gets to campus in provo he is going to be a guy that you could probably pencil in as a potential multi-year starter for BYU along the offensive line i know i'm projecting ahead if he were to go on a mission you think about it he's 16 years old now he may not show up to byu for another 4 or 5 years pending uh, mission plans and the like so i know i'm projecting way ahead but when i see what what i see on film excuse me when i speak of Elia miguel the offensive line prospect is a guy who his size and what you see on film don't necessarily mesh. You're just kind of like, man, that's a guy that weighs 320 pounds. It doesn't really match up, but I'm excited to see him in a BYU uniform. I think these are both fantastic pickups for the BYU football program. Obviously, the Cougars, I think, have picked up some guys who may otherwise have had more options if they were able to travel to different schools. But of course, COVID-19 has shut that down and actually may have played a little bit in BYU's benefit. I feel like at times, BYU has got... Guys who go to these bigger programs, get the quote-unquote stars in their eyes, and then pull the trigger and commit to those programs. I'm actually thinking, and this is just my unverifiable thought on this, is that BYU has actually added some commitments during this current recruiting cycle simply due to the fact that these young men know more about BYU than other programs. They haven't been able to go up to these programs and have these coaches wine and dine them and then uh, get a commitment from them. I do think BYU has benefited from that. I have no way to quantify that other than to talk to maybe some of these athletes and say, hey, how much of an impact did not attending other schools for official visits play into your commitment to BYU and we may chase some of these guys down and ask them that question but I do think that the Cougars and like I said this is just my personal opinion have benefited from the fact that COVID-19 has shut down all visits in recruiting Uh, the recruiting cycle it's been a dead period for the better part of half a year at this point and it's just been a tough sledding for many programs but the nice part is BYU continues to add scholarship not scholarship commitments verbal commitments from high school athletes that I think are actually very Very, very good guys and should come in and bolster BYU's roster in the coming season. So congratulations to both Inoka and Elia Miguel looking forward to seeing both of them in a BYU uniform down the road here in just a little bit. Alright, we will catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news here in just a moment. A couple of notes on Navy, what BYU is planning to do to defend the option. Obviously six, oh, five days away, excuse me, five days away from BYU and Navy kicking things off. It is coming fast folks and I'm super super excited to see the Cougars in action on Labor Day night against the Naval Academy. We'll catch up on some of the news and notes in BYU sports here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at All Guard Pest Control. I've told you a lot about this company over the past few months, but I will continue to sing their praises. Seth Baird and his team are the best of the best when it comes to the pest control game. If you need somebody to take care of your pest control needs... All Guard Pest Control is the company for you. They're a local company here in the state of Utah. They're capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, regardless of you live in Davis or Weber Counties, Tooele County, Salt Lake County, Utah County, you name it. They're happy to travel and help you guys out. What I love about All Guard Pest Control is they will tailor-made, tailor-make, or however you say that, they will make sure that your service plan fits your needs as a homeowner. They offer a quarterly pest control program, which is their most popular option, where they come out once every three months. Make sure you have that barrier maintained around your home to keep the creepy-crawly things on the outside, but also keep your family, your pets, and yourself safe on the inside and living in comfort and ease and luxuriousness will go with. But they also offer one-time services. If you have a one-time need, do you notice something you need to take care of just the one time? All Guard Pest Control is capable of servicing you that way and they will not bug you again about it. They're not going to require you to sign a contract that requires follow-up visits. That's what I love about All Guard Pest Control. They're also taking the utmost precautions right now with COVID-19. They're wearing their masks. They're wearing gloves. They want to make sure that your experience with them is top-notch. And I can guarantee you guys it will be top-notch. They take care of my home I hope you'll trust them to take care of yours. Feel free to give them a call anytime. 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Or you can learn more about them by going online to All Guard Pest Controls with an S. That's allguardpestcontrols.com. You can check them out online. Once again, All Guard Pest Control. I give them my top recommendation for all your pest control needs. That's All Guard Pest Control, a proud partner with us here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. As we wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show, first off, an apology. I forgot to put up a poll yesterday for the number five, the best Cougar to have won the number five in BYU sports history. So I will put up two polls today. We'll catch up on number five and number four tomorrow as we continue to count you down to BYU football opening up their season against Navy. So apologies for that. But before we go on today's show, wanted to note something that's developing out there in Annapolis, and that is that the Naval Academy has found out that the Brigade of Shipmen, of obviously the brigade of shipmen that refers to the students, the midshipmen who are students at the Naval Academy who attend Navy home games and sit behind the home team bench. I actually, might be the opposing team bench. I don't, I don't know. Regardless, they are a rowdy, rowdy group. Even though they are at, there are military members, there are second lieutenants and the like, they're serving their country by learning and then getting ready to make active duty service for five plus years after they graduate, but they are one of the big parts of what makes the home field culture and the home field advantage for Navy so large. Well, the Maryland government has announced that the Brigade of Shipmen they'd actually put in, the naval speaking of the Naval Academy, a request for the Brigade of Shipmen to be allowed to attend the BYU Navy game on Monday night. That has been denied by the Maryland state government. That means that there will be literally be no fans in the stands outside of staff members and maybe the odd custodial worker, I don't know, at Navy Marine Corps Stadium on Monday night. And I do think that for all of the bluster we've heard from coaches and players about, well, it doesn't really matter about crowd. We get out there and we just kind of tune them out. I'm telling you right now, playing in front of nobody is going to be a weird, weird feeling. The echoes are going to echo off of the stands there at Navy Marine Corps Stadium. It's, it might be a little unnerving for certain guys to have that happen. And of course, we'll see what happens. But I do think it's a significant development that the brigade of shipment is not being allowed to attend that game. And it's going to be interesting to see how coaches kind of, you know, balance the fact that, you know what, I can't maybe yell at a guy, our play call, or I can't get after a guy without the opposing team hearing what we're saying potentially across the field. It makes for a unique new look into college football and how BYU and the Naval Academy will really handle things in terms of getting the plays called out and all that different stuff. Normally when you have a crowd buzzing, guess what? A lot that you say to your players gets lost in the chatter, the noise, the background noise that's going on. Well, with nobody in the stands, Voices may carry a little bit further, and I do wonder how players and coaches are going to respond to that. They can say that it's not that big of a deal all they want, but I'm telling you this much. These are young men who have played in front of crowds of hundreds in the high school ranks, maybe uh, maybe around 100 at the very minimum, but they've played in front of fans before. Playing in front of literally no fans... That is going to be a different experience for these young men, and I do wonder how they will respond to it. And it's going to be one of those subtexts that goes into this Navy-BYU game that'll be interesting to kind of play out and see what happens because I think Army's going to have a similar situation, it sounds like, for their home game against BYU. And we don't know what BYU is planning on doing with their fan situation when it comes to their upcoming six home games at Lavelle Edwards Stadium this season. So very fascinating look into what, college football players and coaches, how they kind of adjust to things, and we're all going to see it firsthand Monday night when BYU takes on the Naval Academy. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. Reminder for you guys, make sure to go check out the brand new Cougs Daily Newsletter on Substack. Make sure to subscribe to that. My written treatises, my written analysis, whatever it might be, will go directly to your email inbox. A real simple way to stay up with the Cougars and my written content as I cover BYU, as you guys know, each and every day. Make sure to follow this show on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Search us out at Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to follow me there and get my hot takes, is at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can feel free to email us anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the show guys make sure to subscribe, rate and review the show. Our ratings and reviews have actually been very good of late they got a little stagnant though, we haven't had many of them come in in the past few weeks and that's probably part of my problem to not remind you guys to spur you to action but make sure if you're listening to the podcast leave us a rating and review on whichever podcast service you're listening on so that way other BYU fans can find this podcast and we in turn can find them alright, that'll do it for a Wednesday edition the show hopefully you guys are all doing well a big thank you once again for your continued support of the show it is a blast to be with you guys each and every day have a great rest of your wednesday whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for september 2nd 2020 we will talk to you guys tomorrow